Coast Guard brass see a rising tide of cyber threats to the nation's ports, waterways, and other pieces of maritime infrastructure. In a new cyber strategic outlook published earlier this month, the Coast Guard committed to increasing its capabilities to both defend its networks and carry out cyberspace operations. For more about the new strategy document, Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday spoke with the head of the Coast Guard Cyber Command, Rear Admiral Mike Ryan. The cybersecurity landscape has, has really ratcheted up over the last couple of years. And, and this is an opportunity for the Coast Guard, you know, while we've been keeping pace uh, with both industry and the military services in the cyber arena, this just formalizes the progressions that we've made and really the commandant, Admiral Carl Schultz's you know, focus in this specific functional area. In particular, the threats to the maritime transportation system are heightened. We want to make sure that we're communicating with those stakeholder groups and really bring in our, our team to bear into this, this critical space. So the timing was right, you know, to refresh that 2015 strategy. It really helps to galvanize our internal focus and it really sends the strong signals of the administration and the Department of Homeland Security about, you know, the threats that we're facing as a nation today and what the Coast Guard is prepared to do to combat those adversaries. I'd like to get into the issues around the marine transportation system. You know, I think a lot of people might think waterways, ports, what's what's the deal with cyberspace there? Are there actual threats there? And of course, the strategy says, yes, there are real threats to that infrastructure. Can you kind of talk about that and how you're looking to address those threats? The port community, the maritime uh, nature of our nation is, is really power, paramount to our economic security. About 90% of the goods you know, that are arrive on the shores of the United States come from maritime conveyance. It's about $5.6 trillion of economic activity per year, all coming through those vital waterways of our nation. And the Coast Guard, you know, deals in that space each and every day. We're well connected to the maritime community, the industry. We understand their facilities and their vessels and how they operate. And the threats are real. We've seen a number of really high-profile cybersecurity attacks over the last 12 months, some of them you know, impacting the maritime transportation system environment very directly. Others, you know, just good examples of you know, how our adversaries are attacking our nation, how they're undermining you know, the integrity of systems and processes that our nation and our citizens depend upon. And so we want the, uh, the maritime industry to be better prepared. We want to partner and engage with them to ensure that they understand the threats, that they have awareness and access to resources that can support their efforts to combat those threats, and then really ensure from a Coast Guard perspective that we sustain safe and secure ports and waterways on behalf of our nation. And of course, the uh, Coast Guard is the sector risk management agency for the marine transportation system. And there's been a lot of, obviously, attention on critical infrastructure cybersecurity in recent months. Can you talk about what your authorities are there as the sector risk management agency for the MTS? And are you looking to, you know, increase your authorities in any way or change how you work with industry under this new outlook? Right now, we've, we've got vast authorities allow us to, 
you know, one, help industry be successful. You know, this, there's a little bit of a partnering effort going on. You know, we share information within those port communities. We exercise with them directly and, and really, you know, they're trusted stakeholders where they're keying us in about the challenges and concerns and risks that they're facing. And when things are going poorly, you know, they're notifying the Coast Guard about some of those degraded capabilities as well. And so having that rapport, you know, again, makes us stronger as an enforcement agency for the Coast Guard, but really as a a coordinating agency on behalf of, of the United States. So, you know, right now uh, we're taking a look at the wealth of authorities we have. You know, we'll be working with Congress if we identify any gaps in that regulatory regime. We're looking for the International Maritime Organization to continue to refine, you know, what are the expectations and the thresholds for the maritime community that operates across the globe. We want to ensure that we have solid approaches and we want to ensure we have, you know, the right uh, thresholds in place. And we don't want to disadvantage those U.S. flagged uh, operators beyond uh, really the, the level playing field that we want all of the maritime community to have. Okay. And, you know, I also wanted to ask about kind of the Coast Guard's unique role as both a military service, but also you're under the Department of Homeland Security. You have kind of that law enforcement aspect there as well. And, and of course, you have the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency in, under that department. How might that advantage you in in particular in cyberspace and what you're trying to do there? Yeah, the Coast Guard, you know, we benefit from that that distinct relationship as you just described, you know, inherently a military service, one that puts us shoulder to shoulder uh, with the other DOD-based military organizations. But we operate, you know, in that space on a daily basis. You know, I spend a sizable amount of time uh, really partnering with the other service cyber components that all galvanize under General Nakasone, who runs U.S. Cyber Command. It provides us access, context, and really relationships that we can leverage, you know, as part of the joint force for combating cybersecurity threats. So that, that puts us in a really strong position from the military perspective. And then we draw on those foundations, as you say, sitting under the Department of Homeland Security, you know, as a civilian agency role, really engaging in, in many cases, you know, with industry and other segments of the critical infrastructure sectors, but just allows us to, to see both sides of this paradigm. You know, we see uh, the civilian threat vectors. We have a special relationship uh, with that community of interest that just, you know, ensures we keep our eyes wide open about, you know, what is it going to take to ensure that our nation continue to be successful? Got it. And then, you know, on, on the military side, Coast Guard has, has two cyber mission teams right now, and, and I think there's funding in the fiscal 2022 budget request for a third. How do you envision that mission team force growing in the coming years? Do you have a set number that you'd like to reach? You know, I, I think bringing those new teams uh, into the operational fold really just gives us expanded capacity. And, and I think the strategic outlook really shows the need for those types of capabilities. We're leveraging those operational forces effectively. You know, this is almost an insatiable demand signal. And so we need to make sure that we continue to have the right resources to execute where the commandant needs us. 
you know, to be an instrument uh, to project U.S. equities uh, around the global maritime commons. So right now, I, I think two cyber protection teams starting the establishment of a cyber mission team. That gives us a great foundation. I think we'll have to do some more analytics to figure out whether that's the, the right size force or maybe uh, growth into the future. And are those teams interoperable with you know DOD's cyber mission force? Are they a part of that at this point, or, or is that the goal at some point? They absolutely are interoperable. We're, we're training them, we're outfitting them, and, and really we're positioning them uh, to the exact same DOD standards, which gives us great utility. Again, we're leveraging that, uh, that paradigm that comes out of the DOD operational perspective. But likewise, you know, we're overlaying all of those special environment issues like the maritime transportation system into that team skill set. So, you know, uh, we're well positioned there. We're really excited about what uh, those members are bringing to bear. And, uh, you know, I think we're ready to execute the strategic outlook. Rear Admiral Mike Ryan, head of the Coast Guard Cyber Command, speaking with Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday. Check out Justin's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. Many of us, if we're being honest, have given up hope on good sleep. But why? Well, if you're like me, You've tried everything, and nothing has helped, so if we're not going to sleep well anyway, why try? That kind of thinking is so 2021. It's time to rethink our nights and days and demand more from our sleep. Talk with your doctor about how you can seize the night and day. And visit SeizeTheNightAndDay.com to learn more.